what customer was eating five years ago is completely different now. So you've got to stay sharp on that market front. Because food waste really starts at the farm and then it finishes at the end of a scraped plate. This is the Food and Beverage Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on market scale. Joining me now on the podcast is Juan Perez. He's the CEO of Applied Decisions USA. Juan, thank you so much for taking some time to talk to me today. Thank you, Tyler. Well, I'm really looking forward to our conversation because I like thinking of the future and where things are going and where things are moving and how technology really is going to factor in and apply to uh, every certain industry, specifically in this case, the restaurant industry. So we're talking about self-service kiosks today. And as we consider a future where uh, self-service kiosks are really the primary method of interaction between a restaurant and its customers, it really highlights that need for the best possible software to run those kiosks, One. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. Um, you know that there is just a this technology is just spreading really quickly throughout the industry. Uh, it it is or will soon be the primary form of engagement uh, at most quick service uh, and fast casual restaurants. Uh, you know, just yesterday actually KFC announced that they uh, their goal is to have 5,000 stores with uh, self-ordering kiosks by 2020, next year. Uh, so uh, all of these big companies are doing it, and uh, that makes it a very strategic uh, decision for you in terms of the software that you select to run on those kiosks. And we feel that a lot of businesses are uh, not taking a serious look at that. They're uh, going with whatever their point of sale uh, brings to the table in terms of an add-on module, or in some cases they're looking uh, to develop it themselves. Uh, and I think you really owe it to yourself uh, to look at a solution that uh, not only serves all of your needs today, uh, but uh, you know will serve you well five to ten years into this, given that this is going to be the fate your face to the to the customer world. Absolutely. I was wondering if you could kind of compare and contrast. Uh, the two different styles, like you're mentioning, uh, what Applied Decision USA offers as far as a software solution, and what maybe the the point of sale add-on looks like. What kind of features and uh, can you offer, and what makes what you do better? Well, let me step back for a second and tell you how we define best in class. Um, so, best in class to us means uh, it's the best software in its reference niche or category and it performs specialized functions generally better than an integrated system. Uh, now within that context, uh, we focus on seven areas uh, that we think differentiates uh, best-in-class or best-of-breed software from uh, an integrated or add-on module. Uh, the first would be presentation and navigation. So how your products are presented, uh, how a guest can navigate and find the products uh, that they want to order. Uh, uh, it should use uh, state-of-the-art navigation methods, uh, so you know, touch buttons as well as uh, being able to uh, swipe and scroll the screen just as you would on your cell phone, uh, etc. Uh, it should support multi-language, uh, very important uh, as well. And I should say that when I talk about presentation navigation, what we do, our software generally runs on the big screen kiosk that you would typically see in a McDonald's or other places. Uh, 
I, I'm not addressing the kind of tablet model that you see in uh, some other locations. Uh, so, so it essentially looks like a big cell phone. Um, but the second area would be uh, what we call core and extended functionality. So all of the basic functions that you would expect, suggested selling, being able to key up the, uh, the guest's order history to make it easier for them to order. Uh, but in addition to that, uh, all of the bells and whistles. Uh, for example, uh, instead of just showing calories uh, to a guest as they're ordering their product, uh, why not recalculate the calories in real time as the guest is uh, uh, customizing their, their sandwich or their meal? Uh, it is. It's really cool. And I think that's you know, the kind of thing that gets, uh, little things like that get lost uh, when you're talking about a vendor that's just looking to add on a self-ordering module and what the, whatever the basic functions are that, you know, that come with that. Um, so the, the third category we look at uh, is really important, it's regulatory compliance. So uh, in the restaurant food service industry, we have the FDA will soon be begin enforcing the menu labeling law, which requires us to show calorie counts and some specific messaging to guests. Uh, the software needs to contemplate things like that and needs to stay up with the requirements, uh, not just you know, for the next few weeks or months, but you know, for the long haul. Uh, you need to be constantly on top of that uh, as new requirements or regulations uh, come into play. Uh, the next area would be accessibility. Again, really important. Uh, there have already been lawsuits filed against restaurants uh, by uh, disabled guests who could not use uh, the kiosk for whatever reason. Now, in this particular area, the software uh, and the hardware collaborate uh, to form a complete uh, or an effective, I should say, uh, accessibility solution. So the hardware may deploy, for example, tactical navigation bars uh, in an audio jack but the software has to, of course, do something with inputs uh, from those hardware devices. Um, the next category would be uh, open uh, API integration. We really, uh, these systems need to fit into the world uh, that you have existing in your, uh, in your enterprise. So uh, it is really the basis or the underpinning of, uh, of uh, that supports best of breed systems, right? You have, they all have to be able to talk to each other uh, and, uh, you know, our system, of course, comes with uh, the open API infrastructure that we hope and expect to get from merchant services and from point-of-sale systems that, that it's going to interact with. Uh, surprisingly, some of the legacy uh, point-of-sale systems that are on the market uh, are not very good in this area. Uh, and uh, for anybody wanting more information uh, on that, I would point them to a really great website called reformingretail.com and they talk about all of the shortcomings of legacy point-of-sale systems and of course all of the new point-of-sale systems that are coming on the market uh, have this open API infrastructure because they recognize that they've got to fit into the world with uh, a number of different players in order for that, that retailer to get the best possible solution. Um, I guess the next one would be uh, again, something that doesn't get thought of upfront much, but it's the long-term viability of the software. Uh, you know, you, you've got to consider that you're going to need to continually enhance this software. Uh, 
with new features, uh, addressing new requirements that come into the industry, addressing new regulatory requirements that come into the industry, et cetera. Uh, you've got to maintain the software. Uh, technology is ever-changing, so uh, you may need to move to different platforms, et cetera. Uh, and, and of course, support. Uh, you've got to be able to provide support for uh, literally thousands of kiosks that are uh, deployed out there in restaurants. So uh, these are not necessarily things that, uh, that are thought of. Uh, you know, the, the point of sale vendor may be good at supporting their product, but they may not be good at supporting or, you know, maintaining or enhancing, you know, this add-on module um, that they've, uh, you know, now released for self-ordering. Uh, and last, but certainly uh, not least, is affordability. Uh, you know, uh, generally you want a, cl a cloud-based system that, uh, that offers you both the options of uh, buying a perpetual license uh, or, uh, or buying the software as a service. Uh, you know, again, in both scenarios, whether you're talking about uh, getting software from uh, your point-of-sale vendor uh, as an add-on module or you're thinking about developing yourself, um, there are some costs that come into play uh, that uh, can be really limiting if you if you look at the long-term picture. So you need to think of that up front. So those are the seven areas that we focus on, and even those are constantly changing for us. Uh, you know, again, the industry is just changing very quickly, and these kiosks are getting deployed really quickly. Uh, so. Uh, it's, it's just something really to think about and weigh against, uh, you know, an integrated add-on module that maybe doesn't have the, the full attention of whoever the provider is. Yeah, absolutely. That, that makes a lot of sense to me. And another thing I think about when I think of this is that uh, some of the buzzwords that we hear a lot in the industry these days are customized and personalized experience and that sort of thing. And I think that having a company like Applied, uh, Applied Decisions USA build the kiosk software really allows for a certain amount of customization and personalization for each restaurant. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, that's kind of built into our software. You know, we have a navigational model uh, that we come to the table with. Uh, we have had that model certified by human factors engineering personnel who are experts in ergonomic design and so forth. Uh, but within that, it's still customizable. Of course, you're going to want to brand it uh, to show your business, uh, you, you're definitely going to want to show your products. It brings up a good point as well. Uh, you know, one of the things that a best-of-breed software does uh, is give you some tools that you may not have thought of in the, uh, you know, uh, in the past, and, and that's with, for example, the content that drives these kiosks, the menu content, is coming from the point-of-sale system. But guess what? The point-of-sale system is associate-facing, and some of the product descriptions uh, for the menu items may be quite abbreviated or limited. Uh, it just may not be what you want to put in front of the customer. So our system has uh, a content manager, which allows you to augment that information uh, so you can spice up the product description, add some, uh, we call it in the industry, romance language uh, that gives you a little bit more descriptive uh, uh, liberty with the product, uh, you know, pull in uh, product images uh, and so forth. 
to make really round out the presentation uh, on the on the kiosk itself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when when I think about this decision, I think that it's easy to assume that people would say, "Oh, I'll go with the POS because." Um, it, it, there's less decisions to be made and that sort of thing. But I think in the long run, making the right decision when it comes to software can really benefit a business on the back end because the right software would really display the products well and display the menu well and have an ease of use that might, in the end, lead to higher profits and, and uh, higher ticketing and that sort of thing. Right, and it takes all those other things off your off your plate, uh, the, re- the keeping up with the regulatory compliance and the accessibility issues and you know all right, those things right. that... You want to specialize in running your business, um, you know, and that's what you're looking for with any kind of software that you're buying. You you don't want to have to make these decisions three years from now, find out that, oh, I made a bad decision buying that software from my point of sale vendor because, uh, so that's not a spot you want to be in. Yeah, yeah, that that absolutely makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, now, now, you've been in this space now for I believe over 20 years, uh, how has that given you a, a perspective uh, to see where the industry has come from and then help give you, uh, I guess, a little bit of insight into where it's moving in the future? Well, I, we, we, we kind of grew up in the grocery industry. We were one of the pioneers in putting self-ordering kiosks in grocery stores so that customers could walk into the store and instead of standing in line at the deli, for example, uh, or to get a pizza or fried chicken, uh, you could place your order on a kiosk and then you would go continue your shopping trip while they prepared your order uh, back in that department. Uh, so um, over the years, um, I'd say that, and then we got into the restaurant industry a couple of years ago, kind of uh, at the same time that McDonald's uh, made the announcement, we saw the, the floodgates open, if you will, uh, and everybody started looking at self-ordering kiosks in the industry. Um, all those years in the industry have just reinforced that exactly the things that we're talking about here. Uh, there's a tendency, I've always seen a tendency in the industry to look at self-ordering software and go, oh, that's pretty easy. We can build that or we can, you know, we can get it, you know, from, from somebody else, you know, uh, it, it really isn't the case. There's, there's a lot uh, there's a lot of stuff that's going on under the cupboards and a lot of functionality that you need to bring to the table. And one thing I've learned is that the little things, um, you know, add up to big things. And they have a direct uh, impact on usage, as you said, uh, you know, how your customers will experience the kiosk, uh, whether they'll keep, keep coming back to it uh, or whether they'll get frustrated uh, and walk away. Uh, so the little things are very important in other words that's that's kind of what I've learned yeah absolutely that 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 makes sense to me and I, I was reading that you worked at IBM until 1998 uh, what made you uh, kind of choose this career path and what excites you about what you get to do in this industry now well you know what really excites me um, is that when I was working with IBM we were working on uh, large uh, back-of-the-house systems or enterprise systems, I should say, supply chain systems. Uh, so warehousing, logistics, distribution, etc. And um, I really love working in this industry where we are developing uh, customer-facing technology. Uh, I think that brings a whole new level of excitement uh, to the game. Uh, and I really have enjoyed uh, my time working in the grocery industry, but also 
uh, now in the restaurant industry, even more fast-paced uh, in terms of self-ordering, again, at the rate that these kiosks are, are being deployed. So I really like that aspect of it. I, I found that I like working uh, on technology that, uh, that actual consumers, guests in restaurants and grocery stores uh, are using, as opposed to, you know, the, the back of the house uh, forklift drivers and procurement agents and so forth. So. Right, right. Um, and one thing I wonder is just as this continues to move forward, uh, from a technology and software uh, aspect of things, do you see uh, maybe facial re facial recognition making a larger leap into uh, this arena or other technological advances that help personalize the experience further uh, when it comes to kiosks? Oh, without a doubt, uh, it's already being. You know, the the one the one key thing is that when you're at the kiosk. Um, one thing that you want to try and do is identify the guests because once you have identified the guests, you could tap into their loyalty reward system, you could pull up their order history and favorite items uh, and so forth. So how you identify that guest uh, while it's independent of the software is very important in the big picture. So you have different methods. You can use facial recognition, uh, you can use a biometric sensor, uh, you can use uh, just scanning a loyalty card or swiping in a magnetic stripe reader. Um, the point is that uh, you identify the guests, and uh, once you do that, you can make the experience even better for them. But you know, all those options, uh, facial recognition, biometric sensors, they have uh, they have a, a, a direct impact on uh, your hardware budget. So those are things you want to consider. From the software standpoint, we just want to know which guest is standing in front of the kiosk. And we don't really care how you get there. Uh, facial recognition is just kind of cool. And I, I don't doubt that someday um, most, if not all, kiosks will you know, just instantly recognize you when, you, uh, when you're standing in front of them. Uh, I imagine that. I don't really know the cost of facial recognition technology, but I imagine it's it's not insurmountable, and it's probably coming down just like everything else in technology. Right. It's an exciting time. It's an exciting time to be in this business, and uh, I really enjoyed our conversation today. That's Juan Perez, the CEO of Applied Decisions USA. Juan, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Thanks, Tyler.